bonus. <laughs> this is Kamel Nanjiani. This is Emily V. Gordon. Welcome to a bonus episode of Staying In with Emily and Kumail. First of all, I want to uh, give some news. What's and up? this is the first time that anybody's going to hear about this. <gasps> Including me? Uh, no, you've heard about oh, okay. this. So, uh, Issa Rae and I. <gasps> yes. Issa Rae, who's amazing. Show Insecure is back on HBO. Sunday we, nights, watch it. We watched the first episode. Fantastic. We had a movie called The Lovebirds that was supposed to come out in theaters on April something. I can't even remember. Like Sometime April, early in the weirds. It was like the 6th? April 6th or something, yeah. right? Obviously, it did not come out then. Why not? Um, <laughs> the weirds happened. They were like, on account of the weirds, this movie's not coming out. So we didn't know what to do. And Issa and I immediately were like, oh, it would be great if we could somehow do it so that people could watch the movie as early as possible at home. It's a great movie. I've seen a couple versions of it. Uh, I was around when it was being filmed. It's a great movie. Well, the news is <gasps> The Lovebirds is going to be on Netflix on May 22nd. Are you kidding me? May 22nd. I am honestly... Honestly, I wish it was earlier. I'm so excited that we get to put this movie out while people are in this like weird thing. Hopefully, I mean, who knows what May 22nd is going to look like, but sure. that's when the movie is going to come out. It's me. It's Issa Rae. It's a fun sort of uh, romantic comedy, murder action. mystery, action, yeah. laughs. Uh, it's super fun. Emotions. I, I uh, It does have, it's got all of those things. You'll get a new thing to watch and the new thing you get to watch has Kumail in it. And it's really great. Yeah. What a great, exciting thing. Um, you have a beard in the movie, which was a hot topic. It was a hot topic. It was a very... And if I may say, I think some people in the movie did not want you to have a beard. And Issa was like, you should have a beard in yeah. this movie. It's, and I, it's, I was very grateful. You look great with a beard. It's my first beard. That was my first and last you nailed beard. nailed it. Last? Well, in the sense of since then, I haven't... Oh, well, but, I did grow it back. I did grow it back once. Yeah. Um, so The Lovebird is going to be on Netflix on May 22nd. May 22nd. And tune in. could not be more excited about We're it. We're going to make popcorn, maybe? We'll eat it? And then watch you. I, let Are me ask you this. Watch we, that's what I was just going to ask. I'll watch it. We don't frequently, unless we're at like the premiere of a movie that you're in, we don't right. frequently just sit around and watch things that you're in. In no. fact, you wouldn't even watch Silicon Valley with me. I have not watched the new season of Silicon Valley. Yeah. We did watch The Big Sick. About, about a, 50 uh, I would billion say, times? I would say about 40 to 50 times. That's seen that A, movie. because we edited it ourselves, and B... Because we would watch it whenever there was a screening. Yeah. And it was our obviously our first movie. To this date, our, our only movie. Yeah. That's actually... I, I, it's like if you're talking about it like you would a beard, you'd say our first and last movie. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't say it's your last beard. No. <laughs> no, I'll have more beards. We'll Don't worry. We'll have more movies. Well, I was going to grow a beard in the weirds... A, a weird, weird beard? A weird beard. Weird's beard. Weird's beards. And uh, <clears throat> I just tried to grow it, and I was like, I, I didn't like how it made me feel. I, I'm go yeah. The first couple of weeks I didn't shave, now I've gone back to shaving. Yeah, we like to go back to the old habits that feel a little more comforting and a little, uh, like, we want to go back to like, oh, this is what I do to kind of clean myself up. Yeah. Yeah, to make well, myself feel okay. Yeah. Because my hair, by the way, looks best when it's like filthy. When it is nearly solid when it is 
kind of disgusting. It definitely smells like a, a factory. A, a fa- a, a, I'm joking. A Your factory, hair smells great always. A factory that makes campfires. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's it's, when my hair looks best. But is when I, it, it smells the worst. And I'm very sensitive. This is a weird habit I have that I forgot was a childhood habit. I smell my hair when I'm kind of deep in thought. Yeah, yeah. When you're thinking, you smell your hair. I have. I didn't. I did it on a Zoom call with my mom the other day, and she like almost started crying because she was like, "Oh, you did that when you were a little kid." Like you make a little mustache. I with make your a hair. little mustache. I smell my own hair. It's a pretty cool profession thing to do, I'd say overall. Right. But so I get really sensitive to it when it like to me it doesn't smell great. But it's been great for uh, Zoom meetings because my hair looks absolutely amazing in all these meetings and only i know that it smells bad well i don't think it smells bad but are you washing your hair less often than yes. you were and the truth is women uh, and i'll say this this is i'll say this oh, for here white- we go <laughs> here comes the truth women <laughs> i'll say this for white women with like my head hair texture which is like kind of thick and curly we shouldn't be washing our hair every day and if you are you're a sucker. Don't wash your hair every day. <laughs> Don't yeah, do it. man. Big shampoos uh, got you and it's clutches. Even before the weirds, I would wash it every other day because otherwise it gets a little dried out. Uh, it gets a little, it's just not, it just doesn't need it. So how frankly. often do we, you should be? So usually I wash it every other day. I'd say as of late, there's maybe a, 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 a three day six. Okay. Well, uh, what, what, what I got reminded of when you said, when I said big shampoo, was at one point you did attempt to get into the pocket of big shampoo when you were a little kid. There was a shampoo you really liked, and you came up with an advertising slogan for it, and you sent it to them. I did. I sent to Procter & Gamble. Uh, yeah, you know, that little upstart. There's an address Ma Procter and back. Pog Gamble. I would, while I was showering as a little kid, I would make up uh, campaigns, like slogans, like ad campaign slogans so for did, products. So, and, and we'll tell you. <laughs> this is how you make an Emily. <laughs> this is, so why don't you tell them what the product was and what the slogan was? Okay. And the, I will tell them what the result was. <laughs> the product is Pert Plus, um, which is a shampoo conditioner combination. In fact, we just watched a movie randomly that I saw it on the aisles in the store and I got very excited. Um and the slogan is, they put the plus in the bottle, but not in the price. They did not accept the slogan. <laughs> seven years old. I said it to them when I was seven years and old. And they sent you some free shit? Uh, they didn't send me anything free. They just sent me a nice letter that was like, hey, we don't usually accept campaign slogans by seven-year-olds. Right. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you they for your work. They put the plus in the bottle, not in the price. Now, what did that mean to you? What does plus in the bottle it mean? It means it's a good deal. <laughs> You're getting excited. I see you like shifting around. It's a a shampoo and conditioner, so you don't have to pay for both. So the all you know, shampoo and conditioner is a fool's. It's it's fool's gold. It's not real. Okay, because if you're shampooing first and then conditioning second, if they're both in the bottle together, how are we gonna know what to go first? I kind of agree with you. I think it it, takes turns. Ultimately, a shampoo like conditioner combination is maybe a sham. Didn't know that back then. Oh, it's totally a scam. But uh, I was like, what a cool thing, and I, I. I actually would hold it up while literally a, a naked seven-year-old child in the shower as if that's the commercial. <laughs> or you're just doing I it. I would hold up the bottle and say it into the camera. Uh-huh. Also, my dad had a camera installed in our shower. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my God. No, but I would you hold know it your up. entire family listens to they this. Do. I would hold it up. Hi, everybody. I love you. Um, I would hold up the bottle and just do it as if I was doing a commercial. But again, you're not going to put a naked seven-year-old in your commercial. I just realized... We talked about your dad's yeah. penis, statue yeah. penis. Yeah. We talked about that. I haven't had We the, talked about that JGD. 
my parents JGD. are... JGD. You know what yeah, JGD is? We're not going to say that out loud. My parents uh, are a little behind on episodes, so I look forward to that. Tell them to skip one. <laughs> Uh, well, what is this bonus episode about, Emily? This bonus episode, I thought we'd maybe talk about fashion. Fashion? Fashion. Well, you've been watching a lot of fashion shows. I like a, I like a fashion show. Oh, and I should add, part of this bonus episode, almost as important, almost as important as The Lovebirds coming out on May 22nd, May 22nd on, on Netflix. Netflix, is the fact that if you were ever a fan of America's Next Top Model, which I was slash am forever. Uh, every single Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Instagram Live, Mr. and Miss J, I don't have to explain to you who those are if you watch the show, yeah. uh, are getting on Instagram Live together and talking shit about every single season in order. It is the best thing to happen since the weird started. Really? In my opinion, yes. <laughs> Many good things have happened. Mostly bad things have happened. But um, yeah, if you're a fan of that show... They started with season one last Friday. So the, when you hear this episode this Friday, they'll be doing season two. It's kind of a delight to watch. They're very fun. They're clearly old friends. Um, and they kind of get on each other's nerves. They love each other. And they have a lot of uh, dirt and or tea to spill. So yes, uh, I, I recommend that. But You don't spill dirt, right? What do you do with dirt? Oh, yeah. What do you do? We're you gonna spill tea and you... Eat the dirt. Dig up the dirt. We're going to... Present the dirt. You present, give you. You give the dirt. You give dirt. Yeah, which you implies tea, that you, you have dirt. dug the dirt, and now you're giving. Right, the dirt. you dig up the dirt. You're not buying fresh dirt. No, to give away. You don't. People don't want the fresh dirt. People want the nasty <laughs> dirt. That's what people want. I want it. They want out the, the ground. Belt. I want it out the ground. Yeah. I want to have a couple earthworms wiggling around in there. Give me some dirt. Right. Uh, I'm so excited. Do you want that. a history? Yeah. Okay, so today, what are we talking about today? Fashion. And who are we talking about it with? Tan France. I'm very excited to talk to Tan. Tan France. Uh, uh, one of the Fab Five, as, as they're called, right? Yeah, from the Queer Eye show. From Queer Eye. From Queer Eye. And he's got a new Just show. A we can talk guy. about that when we get on the phone with him. Yeah, let's talk about Next in Fashion also, yeah, which I've already um, recommended once. And we basically want to talk to him about fashion and how to... Uh, fashion during the weirds. Basically. Fashion during the weirds, right. Let's we see go. what he has to say. Yeah. Camille Lanciani. Hello. <laughs> Emily's here too. Hi. Emily, sweetheart. Hi, how are you? I, we're doing pretty okay in the midst of, you know, the weirds. How are you doing? You know, I, I was really well today until I realized that I was super late for this call. <laughs> oh, that's, it's really. We didn't even call you out like that, Tan. We were not going to let we, anyone know. And honestly, <laughs> we usually, we would be like, we would be upset. But then with this, we were like, first of all, we love you so much. We were like, we're just thrilled you, you want to talk to us. And secondly, we have nothing else going on. We ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Literally what I, what I thought when I was texting you saying, oh no, I, I've done something terribly wrong. I thought. What else is everyone doing? It's fine if I'm an hour late. <laughs> it's totally fine. It really, really is. We were just like, okay, we'll just... Uh, I guess our nap will be later. <laughs> yeah, we'll just move our nap time around. I literally was napping. I woke up truly about eight minutes ago. <laughs> Yay! Oh, uh, how are you doing? Are you... Uh, how are you guys doing? You know, okay, here's, here's the thing. I am doing well, and I don't know if that's weird to say. Can we just get out of the way that it's clear, it's weird, everything is very, very weird right now, and just because I am well doesn't mean I think that the world is well, but I personally 
I'm doing okay. How yeah. about you guys? Yeah, Good. I mean, that's the thing. Physically, we're doing great. Like, we're not yeah. having any illness. We're kind of feeling okay. We're not doing any weird injuries to ourselves at home, which is always good. Although I did just get a jala- always good. jalapeno in my eye, but that's a different story. Uh, oh. Emotionally, it's kind of been like... It's like you you go through there there need to be stages of grief for this I think like there's yeah. the stage of like this is bizarre and then there's the oh this is pretty novel and kind of weird and then there's the terror stage and then there's like oh this is going to take a while stage and then there's the yeah. settling in I guess yeah I don't know I so I you know you guys know me well enough I think to know I'm a very upbeat positive person Mm -hmm. and so i think i went through all of those stages within about two days (laughs) and so the last four and a half weeks is we're gonna be all right we're gonna get through this it's just gonna be a very weird phase until then um the only thing is my mind in the daytime is very much normal tan which is it's gonna be fine and then uh, at night my body betrays me and I've had more nightmares the last month than I've ever had in my entire life. That's so interesting. That's, it's, it's a total we were, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing because when we wake up every morning, we're like, so what dreams did you have weird, yesterday? terrifying, bizarre dreams did you have yesterday? Yeah. yeah. And I, I usually, I don't remember dreams. I'm not the kind of person that usually remembers a dream. It's very rare. But over the last, yeah, over the last five weeks, I know I've had rough sleep every night. And and I should have some of the better sleep because I'm actually in my own bed and normally I'm not. And so, yeah, yeah it's a very confusing, it, clearly something's definitely, uh, something's very off psychologically um, because, uh, yeah, my sleep is wrecked. And I'm kind of similar to you in that I'm a very, I, I tend to be a very positive person. So I've, I know. And I went through a period where I was like getting really upset with myself because I was getting anxious and angry. And I yeah. and then was like, but this isn't what I do. I'm very positive. Yeah. And, yeah. and Kumail was very helpful to be like, it's okay if you're not how you normally are right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is useful. Yeah, everyone's sort of going through this in their own way, you know, as you said. So Tan, are you in a part of the country that's very populated or sparsely populated? Uh, ooh, that, well, it depends on your perspective. But I think it's uh, sparse. Um, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I chose to be here um, for this. So I wasn't. I was in Austin, Texas, um, filming uh, a show. And then I realized that this was all ramping up. And so I came home to Salt Lake. And I'm actually really glad I did. I uh, I would be struggling more, I think, uh, if I were in a heavily populated area. Yeah, that's how we feel. You know, for us, like uh, going on walks makes us feel just sort of normal, but we're finding ourselves um, going to areas. It's been harder to find areas where people aren't walking around or or trying to find times of day where people aren't walking around. Yeah, I uh, I, I definitely, I've always known that I'm very lucky and very privileged and now I feel it more than ever. Um, Did you know the interesting thing is when people used to make fun of me for living in Utah and the amount of people in our industry who kind of (laughs) giggle when they know that I'm in Utah, I'm like, oh, still giggling, are we? Yeah, no, they're not anymore. I'll tell you, Salt Lake City, 
Greater Utah sounds great right now. <laughs> it, really, it really is the place to be because I, I truly live on the side of a mountain. And so <sighs> I take the, the quickest walk up a hill and then I'm at the base of a mountain. And so two minutes and I'm I'm all alone and you can't see a person for miles. Oh my God. Like a dream. I honestly, yeah. you know, I'm a city person. I always like, like when you said... You're in Utah. In my head, I was like, "Why? Why would you yeah. want to?" That's how you feel about anybody not being in a city. But basically. I, but I, yeah. and I know that I'm very much a busy city person. I love New York, Chicago, here, Karachi, yeah. where I grew up, is like 20 yeah. million people. And this is the first time where I'm like, "Oh man, I get it. yeah, I get yeah. it." Do you know? Here's the thing. I am, I am actually a city person, but because of the job that we do, we're usually around a lot of people. And so I choose to come back here. I'm actually not usually here more than about 25 days a year. So that's why I actually do live here. It's because I like to get away. If I didn't have this as my job, I probably would live in a city. That makes sense. Would. That makes sense. Yeah. Were you yeah. filming more next in fashion? <laughs> no, okay. we were we were doing Queer Eye. <gasps> oh, fun. I love that yeah, show as but well. Here, <laughs> thanks. But here's the thing. You really can't film a queer eye episode nope. with this going on because you have to be so affectionate uh, and I have to be all in their business you're going through their and clothes you're touching all their stuff yeah yeah yeah, I mean, of all the shows you could possibly do in uh, in this time now, Queer Eye is the last one you could possibly do. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly Unless right. Unless it was like a makeout show. That's, Who knows? that's what I was going to say. If it's a show where you have to actively spit in other people's faces, <laughs> that one's off for right now. <laughs> that sounds like a Japanese format. Have you seen it? <laughs> they do shows. The best Japanese game show I saw was there was a little girl. She's like maybe seven. And then uh, a bell rings. And the timer keeps going, and then there's there's two little like seven year old girls, and then two adults whispering in each of their ears. So there's four adults whispering into the girls' ears, and you okay. don't understand what's going on, and they're just saying stuff to her, and her face is getting upset, up getting upset, and then she starts crying, and the girl that starts crying first, her team wins. Oh my! So she started gosh. crying, and then suddenly it's like ring, 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 and all this confetti falls, and she's like, "Yay!" <laughs> Could you hear what they were that saying is to her? No, you can't hear what they're saying. They're just whispering into her ear, oh, trying to get her to cry. That's illegal. The funny thing is, I'm sure that you thought, and I, the first thing that came to my mind is, what would I say to a seven year old to cry? I know you must already know what you would say, and I know what I would say. It's I think I do. So disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I think I do. I mean, I would definitely <laughs> we don't need to talk about something it. involving the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Go right Instead to it. Instead of me thinking, oh, no, that's terrible. They really shouldn't do that. I started thinking, okay, how would oh, I do yeah, I What's would, my method? What's I would my method win. I'm a problem solver. I would win. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> um, oh, so that's too bad. Obviously, we love Queer Eye, but your new I, shows. I love Next in Fashion so much. And I recommended Thanks it on this so show much. already. Um it's so good. It's just so good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, my love. I, when I received that message, and I can't remember if it was via text or DM, but I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It, it t- Here's the thing. It's a weird one. I I thought that I would get a more, um, I would feel more tension from Queer Eye, like people being unhappy that we're a bunch of um, queers walking around than I would um, next in fashion. But people really get engaged with who they oh. uh, who they think should have gone yeah. like what decisions i made wrong it's insane that it's bizarre i and i that's interesting i have always wondered about that because i know i i know that i get very passionate when i watch any of these shows about who i love and who i don't yeah. would i think to direct it to any of the judges probably not 
not. Pro- any of the hosts? No. Probably not. I have I gotten no angry enough at a contestant to want to punch them in the face? Never. I have done that. No, Never. that's what I was going to say. I have done that. <laughs> but you didn't punch them. I haven't punched them, but I have wanted to. But yeah, I've noticed um, those shows specifically really, really bring out people who really want to argue a lot. So I, that's interesting. Yeah. You've gotten more hate over that show than you have over Queer Eye? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Honestly, I, I truly thought that I would get more over Queer Eye, but it's it's mostly okay. It really is mostly okay. Um, and if somebody does say something, it's clearly a crazy, it's not just <laughs> a regular person who just really is angry at me, which is actually scarier. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a lot of people who are just really upset that their person that they rooting for went home that episode and I just think not everyone can win you know <laughs> what only one person can win right you get how a show works um, but they're like I picked correctly but, it should be my but, person yes. to win. but in a way it's a good thing it means that people are genuinely very engaged and passionate right that's great it, 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 it does but when they say you're a moron and I hate you it's like oh no oh my god yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right it, 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 when people started doing it I was like yay that means that people are really engaged and really excited about it but then when it starts to get just me i thought oh come on <laughs> get a hobby it's, it's also hard yeah. because what you do you 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 have to be engaged with the audience right you have to be yeah. reacting and talking to people yeah. so it's not like you could do these shows and you just sort of go away you have to interact with people yeah. and then if the interaction gets toxic like that that's tough yeah you see here's the thing i know that you are very engaged on twitter um I see that as the scariest place on earth. It is. Um, like, uh, I, I, I could never, ever dream of doing what you do. Um, I don't have the heart for it. I really don't. And so Instagram, you can set a load of filters and, and people can't say a lot. Do you know this? Yes. Th- there's certain words. Okay. I only discovered this um, about a year and a half ago. And so I, I started to implement that and that makes it much easier. I am I, very jealous of the people who are clearly much more successful than me and then therefore don't need to ever use social if they choose not to. Um, um, because they can just put something out there and never talk to anyone on Instagram. And that sounds so nice to never have to worry about what somebody might be saying about you. But the part of my job is to engage with people and to promote the work it's that true. I do. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. Well, And what's happening right now, I've noticed, I was talking to someone else about this too, uh, People are really, really anxious right now, and they don't know where to put it. So a lot of times, I think there's two things that are happening generally. I feel a lot of people really being kind and reaching out and connecting. But I also see people directing anger at things that they should not be that angry about. Agree. And uh, funnily enough, my husband and I were talking about this exact same thing. Uh, it's done something to me where I really want to lead with with compassion, even if there's something I'm usually quite angry about. I just think they don't. Nobody needs to hear that right now. Like with everything that's going on, this opinion doesn't matter, and I definitely don't need to put it out there in the world. But there are some people who definitely have too much spare time now that they're thinking, "All right, I've got all this pent up hate. Tom France is available. <laughs> <laughs> He's been smiling too much. It's time to bring him down." So yeah, it's an interesting. It's interesting how people direct their emotions right now more more than ever but in person what i will say is i i've i felt more kindness the last five weeks than i've ever felt in my entire life in anywhere. Like a, i would agree with that yeah, yeah. like at this when we go to the store so we walk regularly around um our, our neighborhood because we you don't really see anyone around the neighborhood but maybe oh, throughout an hour's walk you'll see 
two people. And for the first time ever, you'll say, see them say, hi, how are you? Do you know? Okay. Even if they have no idea who you are, they just want to make sure everyone's okay. And I know my neighbors better than I've ever known mm-hmm. them, making sure that they're elderly and we check in to make sure they, they, they're doing okay. They don't, they don't need anything from the store. And so it really has brought us closer to the people around us. And I don't know if that's the case for you guys um, in LA, but in our city, that feels to be the case for sure. It is. I think our neighborhood has gotten more, like we say hi to almost everybody, as long as they're wearing masks and they're being like yeah. doing what they need to be doing. Yeah. yeah everybody's yeah. quite friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. I've noticed. And you know, it's the thing where I've gotten in touch with people that I'd lost, in, lost touch with, you know, years and years yeah. and years ago. I feel like people are really reconnecting. And yeah, I think a, a such a, uh, a a a a threat that we all that attacks us all equally has obviously yeah. the capacity to bind us together as much as it has the capacity to tear us apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I will say not in defense of uh, hate filled people, but in explanation of them. I feel like some people are feeling quite powerless. I feel quite powerless right now, which is an awful feeling. Yeah. And one thing you can have power over is. Can I make Tan France stop smiling? By the today? way, Tan, can I tell you something? Here's the problem always. with being married to a very, very empathetic therapist <laughs> is that she will always have, she'll always be able to explain the point of view of the person that you just want to be completely pure evil. And it is fucking infuriating. It's infuriating. Okay, so again, I'm with my husband. I'm, I'm, I say to him, the husband, as, um, as would be expected. And when people say something, I, he'll say, oh, just ignore it. Or it's just because of this reason. He, he's not in a, the position that Emily's in. He just is uh, is wanting to pacify me and make me feel better, which I appreciate. But I really just want him to say, yeah, they are the worst. Yeah, uh, you're right. We should. You're I mean, right. I you just, know, we had to have this talk once where I would be like, oh, this is really hard. And she would be like, so actually, bad. it's not so bad. And I'm like... Sometimes when I say it's really hard, I just want you to say, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> That's, That's all. literally... Camilla, I swear to God, that is literally the conversation we had yesterday. We were doing a little workout in the garden and something had happened uh, and I was just frustrated. I was like, I, I just, I, I'm really getting frustrated with the situation. And he re- reacted the same way and tried to find a solution. I'm like, I don't need a solution. I just want you to say, yes, they're the worst and they shouldn't have done it like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's all I need. Well, you know what? You guys are you guys are right. You're right. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. No. Liar. As soon as we're off this call, you're going to tell him we're not right and there's a way to solve this. No. Exactly. <laughs> I was winding up to be like, explain that. And I was like, yeah, nope. You guys are 100% right. I apologize. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Well, the reason we wanted to talk to you, Tan, other than the fact that we love you and find you delightful and are huge fans of yours, is during this, obviously, you know, the way you dress, the way you present yourself in the world is such a big part of how you show who you are or you feel good. And suddenly we're in a situation now where you don't have to leave the house, where a lot of people are just wearing like their pajamas pajamas all day. day. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. But we wanted to talk to you about about that. like About style. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I would love to talk about it. And I want to know, first of all, when you said we're not doing that, why? 
Um, Before I answer, why? Because uh, naked all day in the house, the rules are no clothes. <laughs> no. No. We, I've kind of always done that because I, I work from home usually. So part of my day, my work day involves putting on clothes so I can feel like I'm doing something different than just sitting around the house all day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of, um, yeah, I'm a big proponent of putting on clothes. And the other thing that I, for, for me, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. One, I just had this epiphany, epiphany a few days ago. I have like outside the house clothes and inside the house clothes, right? If I'm going yes. out at night yeah. during the day, I'll just put on a shirt I still really like, but then at night I'll wear yeah. something else. The other day I was just looking at my wardrobe and I was like, I need to start wearing my outside clothes inside. inside yeah. And I did yeah. a couple of days ago. I wore a shirt that I would have worn like. And out. how did it make you feel? It made me feel great. <laughs> I loved wearing the shirt. I, in fact, Good. wore that. And the next day I wore another shirt like that. And the other thing is for the first few weeks, I wasn't like fixing my hair at all. And yeah. when I would look in the mirror, it's just so uh just so out of control right now. When I would look yeah. in the mirror, it was just a reminder of things not being normal. I've started fixing my hair in the morning and it yeah. makes me feel so much better. So that's why I wanted to ask, because I wanted to know if you uh, if it is affecting the way you see yourself. And and that's a good jump, jumping off point for me. When this all started and I was home for a few days, usually I make a little bit of an effort. Um, but with everything going on, I just thought, I can't be bothered. I just want to wallow and um, I, I'm not going to put any effort into what I look like. And it was affecting my mood. And when I'd look in the mirror... I would be reminded every time I'd look in the mirror. I would remind, I'd be reminded of what's going on in the world, yeah. um, and and only that there was a physical manifestation or representation, sorry, of what was going on. And so I made a, a a conscious effort to make sure that every morning I was showering within the first hour and a half or so, and then doing myself up. I'm not talking about talking about camera ready, just enough so it's clear, oh, Tan bathed today and he tried at least to make a bit of an effort. I think for two reasons. One is that I want to uh, look in the mirror and think, that's Tan, before all of this happened, this is how this used to make me feel. And there's no reason why I can't feel happy when I look at myself in the mirror thinking I've done all I can to uh, to make myself happy with my appearance. And then also, if you are, as you guys are, um, isolating with somebody else, we have to remember that that person is still our person and we want to be desired by them. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. and, so, and, and I've mentioned this uh, on, on Queer I Want before, but it, it's something that I believe so passionately in and I have done since I started dating, is that um, the people that I see on the street it doesn't really matter what they think of what I'm wearing. I don't care if they don't want to sleep with me. I do care if my husband finds me desirable. And so, yes, I'm not seeing every everybody else that I used to see regularly, but I am seeing him. And so I will put on clean clothes every day to make sure that at least he looks at me and thinks my, that my husband respects me enough to make an effort for me that um, that he cares about how I, I feel about him. And so even if it's pajamas, don't get me wrong, I, I wear sweats and pajamas most days in the house, but I wear my nicest ones. I, I wear the best pajamas I can find. So it still looks like I put something together because I respect him. I think that's a lovely, lovely sentiment. And it's interesting because I think sometimes that gets twisted around to like, oh, you have to look pretty for your partner or else they're not going to no. appreciate you. And that's not that's not how I see it because I kind of feel similarly no. to you. And by the way, that doesn't mean you don't have days where you're like, I'm going to look like shit today. It's going to be Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that that is not an option. But Kumail isn't requiring me to look a certain way, but I... No. 
it's kind of something I'm doing for myself as well as for our relationship, as well as for him. Um, yes. Yeah. It kind of hits all that. Yeah. 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 If, it, if Robert ever expected me, if he ever said, oh, you're letting yourself go and I expect you this, this, and this, I'd be living. Oh, I'd be it furious. Be my husband anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, the divorce papers would be on the table the next day. But um, it's just an agreement, an unspoken agreement that we both had when we got into this, knowing that we were going to do everything we can to show that we were both in this. And you're right. There are many days that I've had where I've made no effort, but he knows that that's not the standard, mm-hmm. that, that that's a day when I don't feel like making that much an effort. But on the whole, I, I do respect him enough to make sure that he feels seen. I feel yeah. like there's an idea of like, you're safe, you're safe to not get dressed up yes. you're, you're safe in your relationship yes. to not get dressed up but that you still yes. want to, you're still doing it anyway a little bit for everyone yeah. involved. right so anyway. and, yeah. and for me it is honestly i when i it's it's what you said tan when i look in the mirror i don't want to be a reflection of the problem in the world you yeah. know and and i know this is going to sound superficial but it's been true of me since forever how i think i look really really affects my self-esteem you know yeah it really does it always says i know i shouldn't be that shallow i know my self-worth it's not sh- i don't think it's shallow camille i really if it affects your psyche i don't think it's shallow it really does like and i wish i wish my self-worth came it comes from many many places but one of them it comes from is how i think i look right yeah and so for the first few days when i wasn't doing that i wasn't feeling as good so now i do i put in my contacts i've been shaving as often as i used to shave i've been putting product in my hair and it it I will say to people at home, because I've heard this like argument online, people arguing, some people saying I get dressed up and then some people saying that's crazy. I wear my pajamas all day. It's mm-hmm. either side's totally, totally okay. Yeah. It's totally it's fine. makes you feel better. Just Absolutely. know yeah. if, exactly, if wearing pajamas is making you feel wallowing and putting you in a bad place or if mm-hmm. it's putting you in a good place. Yeah. Just know what yeah. it's and doing And I think both you. sides should try the other side. Like that's ex- yeah. that's exactly what I was about to say. I think if you are finding that you're feeling a little bit blue um, and you haven't considered up until this point, like sprucing yourself up and and doing what you, making the effort in your appearance that you would have a month ago, then maybe try it. And if it doesn't affect your mood, then that's not going to work for you. So be it. But it it couldn't hurt to try. Yeah. And a lot of us haven't really got a lot to do right now. Spending twenty minutes to get dressed up probably isn't going to affect your day that that quickly. <laughs> right, it gives you something to do. Uh, yeah, point that, uh, and it's something that I was guilty of when I was younger. When I would feel bad that uh, I put so much importance on on my physical appearance or, or how I was presenting myself to the world, but I stopped feeling guilty about that because I'm, I, I'm. That's not the only thing that makes me feel. Uh, I have va- I have value in. I have many other things, but that's just one of those things. And as long as I'm not comparing myself to others, thinking, "Well, I don't have that body. I'm not. I don't have those fancy clothes that that guy's got." That's not what I'm doing. As long as you are doing the best with whatever you have, whether it be um, the body you have, the skin color you have, as long as you're doing your best to make yourself feel good about that thing that you have that as far as I'm concerned that's the most important in a similar vein when I was a young woman and I felt very unattractive um, my goal was then to be as aggressively unattractive as I possibly could and to like scare people with how I look and that (laughs) was again me being like I don't think I can swing it in this direction I'm going to do my best to swing it and swing as hard as I can in the other direction. <laughs> and I'll just be terrifying. I'll just be a scary creature well, with what I'm Have you seen her throwback Thursday? Her, 
throwback Thursday game is. I do, I tight. do remember it, and I was loving it so much. But I do think I so there is a thing of like uh, the way that for me, the way that I have dressed has often been my backbone and been my spine and been like my self esteem when I have not had any internal self esteem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way I've dressed has been like fuck you, get away from me. It has been an extension of your personality, and not necessarily extension, but yeah, like you, a, you're communicating something always. It's been yeah. my exoskeleton in some ways because yeah. I felt kind of sensitive and scared and and unlovable i suppose and so i was like i'll put on these really scary clothes and then then you'll have me to contend with and i will yeah, i will be yeah, fearsome yeah. and i will be powerful and i still kind of think that way about clothing like i want to look uh i want to look intimidating that is like yeah. my goal <laughs> yeah. and especially now like this week i've had like meetings on zoom and stuff and it's been a thing where uh, I have not done anything. I've like had yoga pants on on the bottom because they weren't going to see yeah. those. And then like just wearing every single meeting, a different, uh, a completely different kind of big swing. She shirt. would have like four <laughs> or five meetings a day because she was like pitching something and she would wear a different shirt for every single one. And you should, Are we talking about an aggressive t-shirt, like a fuck you t-shirt? Not no, like, no, no, no. Although I do oh. have shirts that just say fuck just all like over them. Just like aggressively uh, cute. Just like aggressively oh, like okay, a okay. high, like intense style, like a big swing, like a shirt that yes. people would discuss if I walked in the room wearing it. So yeah. a little bit for me, it's like I'm at my house I need I need to like show them that I'm Camille, kind of a boss bitch. You, the next time she does that, will you take a picture? Please text me. Oh, I just yes. need to see what oh, this is. She's got a great wardrobe. She I, can really dress. <laughs> oh, I know, but I want to see how extreme it gets on a Zoom call. Uh, you know, it can get there. And then like a lot of lipstick. I at one one day I was like, I'm just gonna wear red lip the entire day, like a hardcore intense red lip, even though I am not leaving my house. Um <laughs> that's been quite lovely too. Cause for me, fashion. I went from like being a little afraid of it to being like, I want it. I'm, I want a fantasy. I want to be weird yeah. and I want to freak people out and I want to intimidate people with what I'm wearing. See, th- that's the, uh, I know that so many people think it's so shallow and it's completely insignificant, but that is the power of it. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head. You get to decide what you, uh, uh, the way you present yourself with what you're wearing. Like You get to decide who you are yeah. and how people perceive you. And you can choose from anything. You can be kooky you can be cute you can be fierce you can be aggressive and i think that's so powerful that without saying one word they know they get a read on you by what you're wearing and p.s i don't know that i would have had a hundred percent the guts to in if i did these meetings in person wear this kind of stuff into the meetings in person but i was like hey here we are we're all at home let's try something new and now i feel like yeah in the future, if we ever get to have meetings in person again, yeah. I probably will wear these shirts. Uh, oh, do you, yeah. You know, here's the thing on that. I, I honestly think that the way we dress, the, the way we consider style now will change after this. I do Ooh. think it's going to have a long lasting effect. Tell me on more about that. What do you the, think? Um, I think that uh, we are leaning into comfort more than ever. And I have, I've been leaning into comfort more than ever. I am ordinarily the kind of person who would say, no, of course I'm going to choose style over practicality. I want to convey a certain message. And that means that sometimes I'm going to be very, very uncomfortable in what I'm wearing. I can't imagine going back into that very uh, often at all anymore Mm. in the future. I think that my go-to will be, I want to be comfortable. There was a time where we were able to push comfort forward because even when you're on that Zoom call, you're wearing those yoga pants on the bottom. When I'm on uh, one of these video calls or in a meeting, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm in my sweatpants at the bottom and something slightly more formal up top, but even that is looser. It's a softer fabric. I think that we're going to lean into comfort more than ever after this. That's kind of a cool idea. And we're going to realize how... 
Yeah, and I think that we're going to realize how ludicrous a lot of the choices we've made up until this point are. I, I think I, I would tend to agree with you. I And I the other day I was having a thing where I had like a pajama top on and I tucked it into a pencil skirt because I was like, this will be the thing yeah. for the day. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of was like, I guess maybe this combo is something I would consider more now, like going forward than like I would have before. Yeah, it's really interesting because, yeah. you know, obviously we've all thought about what changes are going to, you know, as you said, we all believe we are going to come out of this. Hopefully we'll come out of this yeah. stronger and smarter than ever before. And people have been sort of guessing what, what changes will happen. So much of it is hard to predict. One thing I had not thought of until just now is how fashion. will yeah. clothing and fashion change? And that's really, really I interesting. Christian Siriano just posted a pearl encrusted mask that he'd created, like a working yeah. mask, but like gorgeous <laughs> pearl encrusted. And I was like, that's yeah. going to be the hot shit is like, yeah, who's yeah. going to make the sexiest mask? Well, I just saw, because, yeah. you know, now everyone's getting like gym equipment for home, right? I saw these Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton dumbbells. They're like $3,000. What in the that heck? That is That's crazy. Ludicrous. That's so stupid. That is I really dumb. I am livid. Yes. That is if anybody does that, Camille, if you do that, I'm so angry I am and not... I'm going to troll you so hard online. Oh, no, no, no. My gym equipment is like old school grandfather style gym equipment. <laughs> do you know, you know what would be interesting? Though? I, I do think that we're going to lean to comfort. However, I think there are going to be a lot of people that do what they did after World War II, which is, um, uh, uh, Emily, you might know this more than Camille, uh, Dior's The New Look, mm-hmm. where... The fabric was so excessive. There was so much fabric. Those uh, skirts were bigger than ever because they've been they they were so restricted and rationed for so long that they weren't oh, able to. So maybe uh, who knows? I mean, I I would like to believe that they're going to go for comfort as opposed to excessive. Um, I I do think that's one thing that this is all that this is highlighted is the excess of what we do and what we have. Um, I I also have noticed, and I don't know if this is the case in LA, but as, as I mentioned, I go for hikes regularly. I can see further through the city than I've ever been able to see before because of the lack of pollution. And I do wonder if it's going to make um, fashion houses or uh, retailers reconsider the amount of crap they're putting out there um, because it is affecting the, the environment so badly, or hopefully the government will put restrictions on it. So we're not buying as often. We're not changing up our trend every five minutes. I really do hope it has a major impact on the way we consider clothing. That would be lovely. It has been much clearer in, in Los Angeles because of the, the lack of uh, driving traffic. I And I got yeah. on the fast fashion train, meaning off. I guess I got off the fast fashion train. Yeah. I yeah. read like a couple of books a few years ago and I was like, oh, I can't, uh, I can't yeah. do this with any kind of conscience. I was even reading a thing about the first department store and I might be getting this story a little bit wrong, that they they would just always have sweater. Like, it would be like, oh, they have sweater. We should, if you need sweater, go get sweater. They have and one then sweater? They had one type of sweater you could buy. And then one year, whatever, I think it was like a Sears. I'm sure I'm messing all these details up. The, mm-hmm. they, they were like, oh, we, we decided to make sweater in a new color. And everyone's like, what? You can, <laughs> sweater comes in a different color? And that was kind of the start of like, yeah, yeah. now we need to find the new thing that you need to buy. And I think, uh- yeah. I've said this about fast fashion before where I, uh, I, I'm not going to knock it 100% because what I, what I think is this, if it's fast fashion, but it's a relatively classic thing, absolutely go for it. Cause I know that most people can't afford the thing that, that yes, multimillionaire is buying. That's true. And so that's fine. But what I'm saying is when it comes to fast fashion, don't buy 
the 75 trends that they've got in the store at that one given moment. You don't need all of those. Maybe go for something that you will wear for years and years. And that's how I will buy fast fashion. I love Zara. Zara is fast fashion, but I, it's so rare I will buy a trend from there. Mm-hmm. I will buy something like a white shirt or a simple jean that I know I'll wear that for years and I still have those pieces in my closet that I will work in with the other things I have. And I'm hoping that that's how we will use fast fashion going forward as opposed to I want every trend because I can. I think that's certainly true because if you go to like a, and I'm thinking of even like a Forever 21, which I've loved in my day, but if you go there yeah. one day you see like all this stuff. And then if you go there a week later, the whole store has been turned over. <laughs> yeah, And you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess that stuff I bought last week, I guess I shouldn't wear anymore. It's kind of an odd, yeah. but I do think, and a lot of people are going through their closets. A lot of people are kind of cleaning stuff out and kind of reevaluating. And I've been trying yeah. to do that. If it's something I haven't worn, uh, other than like a, a fancy dress, which I wouldn't, if it's something I yeah. haven't worn in like four or five months, I need to get rid of it. Um, yeah. And I try to have a rule of anything I if I get an item of clothing, I need to get rid of an item of clothing. Like a one oh, in, like one that. out. Yeah, it doesn't always work. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and I know that this is going to sound preachy, but whatevs. Um, when you are clearing out, and I'm sure you guys are doing this because I know you, um, but when I do get rid of things, there are so, when people just throw them out, I'm like, oh, God, oh, what are you doing? Why not. are you doing that? There are so many youth homeless shelters. In, uh, there's a LGBTQ youth mm-hmm. homeless shelter here. They they love that shit. Like they would love that those clothes that you that are so is so slightly used by, especially with us who has have a little a, a few well a more fun. That's just the way it is, and we have access to clothing. It is interesting when I drive around Salt Lake, and sometimes I will see some of the homeless youth in pieces that I know were mine. It's really oh, totally mine. Like, oh, that's awesome! Yo, I know. I'm like yo, <laughs> that is way too fancy for what you're doing right now. But go, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, there are programs also, I know in LA, there's a program that helps uh, recently transitioned youth uh, that don't have access to clothing for like the, the new, like the, their transition. That's one. There's also uh, women's centers often will have, uh, yeah. you can donate clothes to them to have women that are going to like job interviews that don't have clothes to wear for job interviews. Yeah. All that stuff's available. Yeah. Don't throw the stuff away. Don't yeah. So that. if you are, so we are, if you are getting a, a new thing every week, at least you're counterbalancing it with something I can at least make my peace with that that's true and i'm not getting something ever no i'm i'm all I'm, yeah oh yeah. no it wasn't that wasn't you just in the audience if you guys at home are buying something regularly just yeah at least it's going the other thing is going to somebody else who might really need it um but i i, I think it's this whole thing has really made me think differently about so 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 many things and and fashion is definitely one of them yeah i mean these are all like kind of amazing thoughts that some of we had not really thought about so thank you thank you very much for Good. talking to us today <laughs> i'm so glad you did when you had posted that that you were starting a podcast uh Kamel, i don't know if you know this but i messaged emily immediately think, saying i i want to come on oh, oh no emily told me and we were like that would be amazing we yeah. were so excited yeah. you wanted to do it so thank you so much for doing and it we miss and you. thank you for having me i love you guys you know i do well, we love uh, you all right. Love you, Tan. Thank you so much for talking to us. Bye, you guys. Bye. Speak soon. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. All All right. right. That was our friend, Tan France. What an amazing, lovely man. He's just kind of the best. He truly is. great. And you two had bonded when we, you first met over being like Pakistani men. We're both Pakistani and you don't, I don't get to meet a lot of Pakistani men who are sort of in this field. So, so it was really, really exciting talking about um, all that. Just, just love him. And, Really great thoughts. Had not thought about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just the way that he can talk about clothes and the way you can, honestly, too. It it's so different from how I think about 
clothes and, and dressing myself I wasn't up. always this way. It took me a little bit to get into it. So. I'm still in the place where I feel a little bit guilty about wanting to look good. Interesting. And, um, I and just want to scare people. <laughs> right. Well, no, you know. I like to look good, too. Yeah. but And, and I think that what you guys were talking about helped me feel a little bit better about... He's right. It's not shallow. It's just one of the things that give you pride in yourself i guess and i've learned in the past few years that that everybody gets to decide what makes them look beautiful and i think uh that is something i've been somewhat sometimes like oh god you look like just every other woman i see or you look weird or i don't think you look pretty like that and it's like you don't ever get to decide how anybody else feels beautiful and if you can if there is a way in your life that you can feel beautiful whatever it is as long as it's not hurting anyone else Fucking do it. Do it Go now. It. Do it while we're in this quarantine because you deserve to feel beautiful. Whatever that means to you, you deserve to feel that way. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Yep. Email us at... At uh, stayinginpodcast at gmail.com. And um, even though we'll have other podcasts between now and then, May 22nd is when The Lovebirds comes out on Netflix. So make sure you set a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks All right, for bye. listening.